can we figure out reality? can certainly make sense of it for the mind. You can put everything in nice little compartments. Make sure everything has a label. And with that we build knowledge. Store memories. And we can go back to those memories and that's really what knowledge is. That's our framework of reality. Now that's a chair, that's a lamp, that's a computer, that's a glass. But it is the quantification and the qualification of reality which seems to divide it. They don't have their dots. We have to log out and log back in. So it is this. conceptualization or applying knowledge, quantifying, that is the very framework that we operate from and that is what we take reality to be. And in that framework everything must be defined. So if there's a chair, that chair must stand alone, it must stand apart, it must be separate. So from that perspective, we can talk about a chair as an independent thing. But the question is, is that actual reality, is that divided
if we take it as chair, if we take it as what knowledge says, then we can't deny that it's separate. We can't forcibly bring the chair into some idea of oneness. So as long as there is a chair, there is no oneness, because chair is the exact opposite of oneness. It is that defined reality that we live from that is called Maya. That's the veil. We've gotten lost in this description. We're trying to figure it out from within that framework. The framework is of separate things. So, as long as we're in that framework, we're never going to figure it out. It's a dead-end street. It has no answer. Because chair is chair. It's not, chair is not computer. Chair is not table. Chair is not glass. As long as we're operating from that framework, then we're wasting our time trying to figure it out. But how silly it is that we're trying to figure it out and then we're going to have an experience of that oneness. It's ridiculous. So somehow the chair and the computer and the glass and the table are all going to melt together and they're going to bond in this homogenous blob and that's going to be our experience forever and that's bullshit it's what else could it be if you're trying to figure it out from within a reality and you take the chair to be independent and separate a thing among things it's unresolvable. Vedanta says reality is non-dual. It doesn't say it becomes non-dual after you figure it out. It doesn't say it becomes non-dual after you read all the books, listen to all the teachers, figure out all the pointers, and then it becomes non-dual in some flash of experience. It says it is non-dual. Right now, reality is non-dual. Non-dual means that it is not made up of things. It is not a bunch of separate things. We're trying to figure it out from within the idea of separate, separateness. And then we're hoping for some experience where we can then see its inherent oneness. Well, you're already seeing oneness 
present reality, present experience is already non-dual. That must be understood. Otherwise, we are doing just what I said, operating from within a reality of separate things and trying to make it one, trying to make it non-dual. Reality is non-dual. It is right now non-dual. Present experience is non-dual. So it must be in the interpretation of experience in which it's divided. It seems to be divided. So it is that interpretation we must look at. How did I come to take reality as being separate? How am I translating or interpreting reality as separate? And that washes away all desires to figure it out, to make it whole or make it one or make it non-dual. It's not about changing the experience. It's about seeing experience for what it is and not what it's imagined to be or interpreted to be. Because all interpretation involves knowledge. And that knowledge is built. It's not absolute. A chair is not, we don't know what the hell it is. We call it a chair. We could have called it anything. Just happened to settle on chair to define something as separate. But that knowledge is never absolute, it's always relative. We come to see the relativity of everything. In investigating that interpretation of reality, so right now, reality is one, whole. So now you're looking at it, now you're looking around. How is it whole? How is it? The mind automatically resists that because it goes against that foundation. But that's okay. It doesn't hurt anything to doubt or to question it. It doesn't hurt it to call it separate. But if there is suffering and there is seeking happening, then we might as well cut the bullshit out of it and just get down to the root of it. And we stop trying to make it non-dual or whole and we figure out how are we interpreting it? Why are we interpreting it that way? And we see that
to define anything is to separate it. And ultimately, that's important in knowing what you are, knowing yourself. Because there's only one thing that we really know that we don't need any outside knowledge for. There's one thing, and that is that you are, you exist, you're present, you're here. You don't need any concept to know that. You don't need knowledge to know that. You don't have to refer to memory to know that. You don't need a label to know that. You know that without a doubt. And you need to need convinced of that. You know that without a doubt. And you express it by saying, I am. That's how the mind expresses that knowledge, that true knowledge, pure, pure knowledge of existence with the words, I am. But because of that framework, I am must be separate. So I, there is I am, and then there is I am not. I am not the chair. I am not the glass. I am not the computer. I am not the universe. That's the division. That's the suffering. In taking that pure knowledge of existence as a thing you automatically limit what you are in the same way you limit everything else that interpretation or translation is applied to yourself first and then a story comes from that I am seeing the chair. So we, we know there's experience there, but there's a story being told within that framework. I am, I am seeing a chair. That's a story of separation. That's a, an individual, which is what the I am in that, within that framework, that's what the individual is. I am seeing a chair and the chair is over there that's a division of non-dual reality where there is none it's just a sentence it doesn't actually divide so there really is no individual seeing a chair there's a story about an individual and a story about a chair but that doesn't divide anything. And we know that there is the seeing happening. That's the experiencing. That's going on. That's 
that's natural. We don't have to call it seeing. It's happening effortlessly. We don't have to explain it or figure it out. We don't have to call it seeing. We don't have to call it cheer. We don't have to say, I am seeing a chair. But it is that very description, that story, in which the entire idea of separation comes. And if we really look, there's not an actual division there. Because the act of seeing contains the seer and the seen. There's not a separate seer, separate seen in that act of seeing. It's all one. It's one reality. There is no separate seer and no separate object seen that's all contained in the act of seeing in the present moment of seeing those are all the same reality and that is the most obvious and simple thing the mind has much difficulty with it because that's against the root foundation but it's really very simple it's not hidden there's nothing hidden about it the story comes to describe the seer and the chair, the scene, and then the verb comes as the activity of the of the the noun, the, the seer, the individual. That's the way sentence is taught. That's the way we're taught to talk about it. And it's really innocent. And there's not there's not a problem with it. There's there's nothing wrong with it. But it's that very act of describing it which seems to divide it. So just look. I am seeing a chair. I am hearing a voice. The hearer and the voice the act of hearing are all the same reality it's all the same and then the story comes and divides it up to describe it you follow are you following that
So if we say that there is no chair, there is no chair, well, the mind's going to have a big problem with that because, well, certainly there's a chair there. This is not about denying anything. It's not about saying there is no chair. There's certainly a chair there. It's a, as long as we have to describe it, we can talk about it. It's a chair. There's no problem. We sit on it. But if we really look at reality, we notice that this act of seeing contains everything. Is it not true? 